0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Quarterbacks, quarterbacks, and more quarterbacks, the theme for us on the Prospects. Props Podcast. Chris Huber, Jamie Eisner back with you here once again on the show. Hope everybody is having a great start to their Wednesday. We've got more quarterbacks to discuss. The top 15, 15 through one, the focus Mm -hmm. of today's show as we continue a perusal through Jamie's rankings for the 2023 fantasy football season. Uh, And, Jamie, a lot of conversations to be had here with this list. I had four topics for you yesterday. I have four topics, again, for you here today. And we can get a little bit more into the weeds because we've only got 15 players to really discuss. But the place I'd like to start, Jamie J. Eisner. You're going to read him? Rookie QB number one. Anthony Richardson, he comes in at your list as QB14. That's where I'd like to start because I'd like to have the conversation of the guy. Again, prospects and props, it's kind of what we do here. I want to start with Anthony Richardson because he is your top quarterback uh, amongst this rookie group for 2023 in terms of fantasy. I'm not surprised. I'm on board with this. I think I'm going to like the reasoning when you explain it to me, but tell the people why Anthony Richardson is your top rookie quarterback for 2023.
0: I think there are two prongs to this I think the first one is I am making the assumption he's going to be the week one starter uh, I just I don't see Gardner Minshew getting this opportunity I think for better or worse when you made the decision to take Anthony Richardson in the top four that you are basically saying we're going to let him work through his issues we're going to start him right away we're going to let him go through the bumps and bruises and we're just going to let him be him and grow and struggle and succeed on his own and I think that's kind of really what the pattern is of of high drafted rookie quarterbacks in the league right now the other aspect of this is the one that we talked a little bit about yesterday you're going to hear me bring it up again a lot today you're going to hear me bring it up again whenever we talk about quarterbacks is that right now as as scoring is currently constituted there is a heavy skew toward quarterbacks that can run Mm -hmm. And we know what Anthony Richardson is, is not just as a runner, but as a physical runner and somebody that could be a runner near the goal line for the Indianapolis Colts. And so I am really excited to see what he can bring this year in that category. I have him projected for about 600 rushing yards and five touchdowns, which puts him in the category of not the super top, but that second tier of really high level rushing quarterbacks in fantasy. And that's going to really boost his value. And I think he's going to be a guy that is going to be. You know, Right now he's going even higher than I have him ranked in best ball leagues because of that rushing upside. He's going as a top 10 quarterback right now uh, in best ball formats, and I understand why, because you could see him having 24, 25, 26, 27-point weeks given his rushing upside, and quite frankly, given the fact that the Colts are not very good, and they, he might be in scramble mode late in games, but – um, I think he's going to go through his lumps as a, as a passer. Uh, I think he's going to be among the league leaders uh, in interceptions. And we talked about him where he, he's going to be, in my estimation, the rookie leader in interceptions mm-hmm. as we talked about on, on Monday show. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not projecting him for 4,000 yards. I'm not projecting him for 25, 30 touchdowns through the air or anything like that. But I do think he's going to be able to put up decent enough passing numbers that he has the high-end rushing upside to push into borderline weekly starter for you depending on your matchup. And, and every quarterback we talk today I think it is, is going to be a significant starting quarterback and is going to start several games across your league this season for somebody, whether it's for you or somebody else, I think this is what's going to happen. And Anthony, Richardson certainly has a lot of upside. I, I will say this. I am projecting him not at his peak, but I think at the peak of where I feel comfortable taking him, um, I, I'm not taking him right now. He's the QB 10 and best ball. I'm not taking him there quite yet uh, because I think there are enough quality quarterback options, but uh, you know, if you're still – if you're like one of those guys that's like the last player to take a quarterback, a starting quarterback in your league, he's absolutely somebody that I would love to pair with, you know, a more high floor option as my QB2. But I, I I worry that his draft stock's going to go out of control a little bit. Um, and, you know, right now he's being drafted in non-best ball formats right where I have him ranked at, at QB14. So I'm okay with him there. I do have a lot of worries that we're going to be talking about him. Uh, among the QB ones by the time we get to the regular season. And I'm not sure I'm ready to go that far yet. Jamie, I'm going to blend some real life
1: football with some fantasy po- football here for just a second. So I think emphasize why I agree with you about Anthony Richardson's fantasy profile for 2023. One of the things that I think allows a rookie quarterback to succeed so early in their careers is when a team can be balanced and can provide opposing defense as a challenge if you don't think Jonathan Taylor provides a challenge for opposing defenses, and that's not going to open up opportunities for Anthony Richardson, because the, if you go into a game against the Colts and you say, we're going to make, you know, we're going to make Anthony Richardson beat us. We're just going to stack the box and we're just going to absolutely shut down Jonathan Taylor. And we're going to just make sure Anthony Richardson beat us. I think he's talented enough as a player to be able to capitalize. It's a decent wide receiver core with some potential. It's an okay tight end room. That's got some potential. And then if you kind of lay off a little bit, then Jonathan Taylor starts to run, and they may be able to keep games close, and I think that's going to be an opportunity for Anthony Richardson. So if I was trying to paint this nice rosy picture for the Colts this year, that's kind of the recipe. You have a great in-house option that I think is the great equalizer to allow you to uh, to see Anthony Richardson grow throughout the course of the season, and his name's Jonathan Taylor. If Jonathan Taylor is healthy, I think that's going to be the best thing for Anthony Richardson's growth and development as a young quarterback uh, in the National Football League. Okay, so we I will transition into our next topic that I'd like to discuss with you, but before Before I do, I will just read off the chunk of quarterbacks here uh, that I don't have any real problems with. And if you want to stop me and have a conversation about any of them, we can. You have uh, Russell Wilson at 15, Anthony Richardson, as we just discussed, at 14, Tua Tungavailoa at 13, Kirk Cousins at 12, Trevor Lawrence at 11, Justin Herbert at 10. That's your chunk from 10 through 15 to start the list. Nothing that I really want to take away uh, from this group, Jamie. My next bit of information that I need from you and I might use all three timeouts during this segment of the show. You need to, you need to explain to me Deshaun Watson as a top 10 fantasy quarterback because I am not there. Not going there.
0: Okay. Um, you are basing your thoughts based on one season after an extremely long layoff. I am basing mine off of combining what we saw last year with what we've seen for the rest of Deshaun Watson's career. Uh, and looking at a potential option for him, if, if I was ranking Houston Deshaun Watson, he'd be top six in here, and he'd be in that he'd be a full tier above. Uh, but I love the weapons that he has there. Uh, I think this is going to be a team that's going to throw more. I am gambling a little bit on the that he's going to bounce back, and I'm not expecting him to bounce back and look just like the player he was three or four years ago. That that's not what I'm projecting here. This is why he's QB nine. But I also don't anticipate he's going to be as bad as he was last year. He's going to have the first regular offseason in years this year. It's another year of that team in that offense. He's got plenty of weapons. And I think he's going to finally have a true football season for the first time in a long time. Uh, I expect, especially at his age, the talent that he had shown throughout his college and NFL career prior to all of everything that has happened, which, again, we're strictly talking only football perspective here. Uh, I, I'm, it's something that I'm willing to buy in on and, and I'm willing to buy in on him as a low end QB one, because he, again, he has all the things that you want. He's got the passing upside. He's got running upside. He's got goal line upside. He's got the talent around him at wide receivers. He's got talent around him in the backfield. He's got offensive minded head coach. He's checks a lot of boxes for what you like. And by the way, he does have proven fantasy production from before as well. So this is not just a complete out of thin air. I understand the hesitancy and I understand like if he's a player for some people for both either personal reasons or based on what he did on the field last year of like, throw your hands up and say, you know what? I'm not going to be the one to draft him. I'm willing. You know, I've said that on a few players before and I'll say it this year. There'll be guys like I'm willing to be wrong. I'm just not going to draft him. Just not for me. He's just going to be somebody that, else's problem or that somebody else's Lombardly success. For you for a couple of years. And, and it was, and more often than not, it proved to be right. And this year, I understand if this is that guy for you in this quarterback group of just like, hey, now I'm not going to be the one to draft after. I understand that. But based on what I think this offense is going to be able to do, based on you know some combination of the numbers that he was able to put up before with the acknowledgement that he was objectively bad last year and kind of tempering those numbers a little bit, I still think you're going to get a QB1 caliber player from him. But so it is a gamble.
1: It, 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 here's where I... And you kind of outlined the argument that, that I would make here, but I just want to emphasize, I think the point that really matters to me about this, the 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 version of Deshaun Watson that I think everybody has in their head when it comes to him being that version in Cleveland is the 2020 version of Deshaun Watson. Correct, Jamie? Is that the the, the guy sure. that threw for 4,800 passing yards, the guy that yes. threw for 33 touchdowns, that only threw for seven interceptions? Right. To me, Jamie, I look at his statistics. Is it a huge, massive statistical outlier? No. But it is a statistical outlier from the player that he was in 2018 and 2019 as well. And so for me, you're betting on him being a little bit of a statistical outlier of his career returning in 2023. And I'm sorry, when the 2023 season begins, we will be three full calendar years removed from that player being on the field. That's a big deal for me. And that's enough of a warning sign to where I can't get there with Deshaun in the top 10. He had a 58.2% completion percentage last year, the lowest of his career, 58.2%. He had a 6.5 yards per attempt, the lowest in his career. And so with 2020 potentially being a little bit of an outlier from the player that he was the two years prior, the fact that it will be three calendar years over a thousand days since he was the player that everybody wants or thinks he can be in terms of fantasy value, I can't get on board with him as a top 10 player. And to your point, Jamie, I'll throw my hands up and say, if I'm wrong on this one, so be it. But I can't get there. I saw the way that he played in 2022. And even if he's a little bit better than that version, I think we are way far away from him being the 2020 version of himself. And maybe I'm wrong. And maybe... Being back in the NFL ecosystem and being able to to train and practice and be with the team and, and getting those game reps that he got last year, the six games, matters. He had a 700-plus day layoff before he came back in 2022, mm-hmm. and maybe th- those six games were rust. But I don't know if you, if you shake off all that rust in just six games. And I think that lingers here into 2023. So I'm not buying in. I understand why you are. I understand the profile that you're putting together to, to make that conclusion. But I just can't get there. The statistics don't make sense to me. And again, three calendar years since he was the player that everybody is trying to buy in on. And three years is a long enough time for me to be like, you know what? I'm going to pump the brakes on this until I actually see it.
0: And that's fair, uh, but I'm just – I am not simply at this point willing to believe the player we saw on the field last year is what Deshaun Watson is now. And, and, I, and I feel like there's so many things that were uh, – from a athlete standpoint, so many things that were against him in him having success in that stretch that are not necessarily as against him or against him at all depending on what the variable is going into this year. I'm willing to buy in here at the end of you know again in this this back end of QB one territory because I do think he has top five QB upside, and, and and I think that that's you're not paying for that and you shouldn't pay for that by the way. But once you get says here and I, and I understand somebody saying oh I can't believe you would take him over Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence or somebody like that well those guys are both better real life quarterbacks and they have been fantasy quarterbacks. And part of it is because they don't run a lot and kind of, it's because they don't put up those numbers where they're very, very solid every single week, but they don't typically put up league winning numbers for you.
1: Justin Fields for you coming in at number eight, but the next player that I want to talk about, Jamie, Aaron Rodgers, Q B seven, tell the people. Aaron Rodgers, a top eight quarterback for you in fantasy in 2023.
0: Yeah. um, And and I was a little surprised. I did not go into this thinking. I mean, I I went in knowing I'd probably have him as a QB one. I didn't. I wasn't crazy. But look, there's a lot to like here. It's going to be a very Aaron Rodgers friendly offense. They're going to throw the ball plenty. They're especially early in the season when they don't have Brees Hall. He has familiarity with the offense and the way that it is running. He has objectively the best pass catching core around him in years. Uh, and I'm really, really excited. And by the way, a big chip on his shoulder whether it should be there or not is not does not matter to, to me. The, it just has to have it, right? He has one, right? That's all that matters. Uh, I, I think he is absolutely out to prove himself again. And I think he has all of the pieces around him to be incredibly successful this year. And I know I'm the high watermark here, I have him ranked. Right now, eight spots. He's right now ranked as the QB 15 and his ADP is QB 15 right now. And I have him all the way up at seven. Uh, I am extremely excited about him this year. You know, he's going to put up touchdown numbers. You know, his interception totals are going to be low. And yes, he doesn't have, you know, top five quarterback upside because he doesn't run enough. You're going to have to run at some level uh, to get to that spot. But. Uh, I would not be shocked if he's flirting with 40 passing touchdowns this year. I don't think he quite gets that much, but I would not be shocked if he's floating with that number uh, with a very strong wide receiver core and and – Honestly, plenty of reason to throw. This is going to be a team that's going to have to keep up with some high-powered offenses in the division with everybody except New England. uh, And is a team that I think is going to have a lot of success doing so. And again, you don't acquire Aaron Rodgers to throw 30 times a game. You acquire Aaron Rodgers to throw 35, 36, 37 times a game. And I think they will, and I think they'll do so successfully.
1: I think a very underrated point that you brought up there, and and while they're they're trying to make the case that he could be ready for week one, I don't expect Brees Hall to be uh, the player that he was during his rookie season right away, And so, when the fallback option can be, ah, you know what? We'll just throw the ball a little bit more with Aaron Rodgers. That's a pretty nice fallback option for the Jets to have. And I guess the question that I would have for you here is l- let's be, let's be fair. I just talked about Deshaun Watson and how 2022 was not a good year for him. Statistically for Aaron Rodgers, 2022 was not a good year for him. Statistically. I- is it your contention when putting these projections together, that you are putting a lot more weight into the idea that he was dealing with that thumb injury, that he was a little banged up, that he was playing through that stuff. And he is going to be, I'm not saying he's going to be this player. Cause I don't even think he's going to be this player as the Jets fan on the show, but going to be closer to the player that he was, was more recently the two-time back-to-back MVP, then he will be the player that was hurt last year.
0: It'll be somewhere in between, because if right. you actually look at my projections, he's going to be a little bit closer to the... 2018 uh, I would say the probably the 2016 2018 2019 Aaron Rodgers you know there's, there's those there's are three very specific
1: years them. that you invoked there
0: <laughs> well you know why because I, I looked and I realized that there, there's that one year where he only played seven games but if you look at the three years that surround him before the last two MVPs that's kind of what I'm expecting from him I'm not expecting him to go out there and like you're talking about the MVP seasons where he threw 48 touchdowns and five inners like I, I don't expect that but uh, I expect him to be, you know, forty-three hundred-ish yards. I expect him to be the upper thirties uh, in in touchdowns. You know, it's probably—I know he threw twelve picks last year. I don't—I don't think he's going to throw four or five. I think he's probably going to be in that seven or eight range. But I think it's kind of a combination between what he's done the last couple of years. I don't think you're going to get Aaron Rodgers from the two MVP seasons, but I do think you guys have a really good chance of getting the Aaron Rodgers that you got directly before that, with a little bit more touchdown upside because he's got better pass catchers around him. Well, so to me, you're kind of almost splitting the difference between the MVP years and what you got last year.
1: The 2018-2019 uh, version of uh, Aaron Rodgers was still a Pro Bowler, still threw for over 4,000 yep. yards, so still a relevant fantasy player, just not to the level of throwing for 48 touchdowns at 4,200 yards like he did uh, in 2020. Uh, we'll continue through this list, Jamie. You have Dak Prescott at number six. I, I you know, do Volume. I want
0: Volume, yeah. volume, volume, volume. I, I have to stress this part because uh, – and, and this is the one of the ones where right now I have the Dallas Cowboys uh, running the the second most pass plays. And this is what I did here this year. And I know they ran a lot uh, – excuse me, they threw a lot under Kellen Moore. But go back and watch the teams that Mike McCarthy's had full control of their offense from in recent history. He throws the ball a ton too. And right now I have the Dallas Cowboys only behind – the Kansas city chiefs in terms of projected pass attempts this year. So uh, a part of, if you want to do a rate number, no, Dak would not be this high, but I I think Dak Prescott's going to throw this ball a ton. And even if he, he could still even flirt with 600, even if he misses a game or two or 600 attempts, I should say. So uh, I like the volume a lot. Uh, I think again, you're going to have to temper your expectations for touchdowns. He's, he's going to be closer to 30 than he's ever going to be to 40, I think. But uh, volume matters. This is a volume-based game, and I, I like what he's able to bring to the table. And I really think the addition of Brandon Cook's uh, another year removed of, from the ACL for Michael Gallup will actually be very helpful. And also, by the way, thumb is healed, uh, which is another underrated part of, of Dak Prescott's injury stuff from last year. So I feel really confident about him being my QB6. He's he's not in that top tier. That there, There's a top tier of five for me but he would be the the highest guy in that tier 2 as the as my QB6.
1: Jamie, it's funny you were talking about him getting to to 600 passing attempts. He missed what? 5 games last year. He only played yeah. 12 games for the Cowboys. He almost got the 400. He had 394 yeah. attempts in 12 games. So if he plays a full hey. season, 600's certainly on the table.
0: Well, and let's also be realistic here. How many carries per game is Tony Pollard and uh, Mal- uh Malik Davis going to get? Dowell, and Rico Dowell, Dowdle and Spawn like they're gonna throw and they're gonna throw a lot and they've got the weapons to throw to even if they don't have even if they've taken a downgraded tight end for right now yeah. I, I mean, mean they've they've there's got, gonna be a lot of volume here they've so got to stay healthy but sure but again if you throw if you throw the ball 40 times a game you're gonna it's it's tough to have too terrible of a fantasy performance when you're throwing it 40 times a game. like let's just be honest let me like, think it, it let, just, let me think can i is. think
1: of a quarterback who threw the ball that much and was that bad from a fantasy perspective off the top of my head? I can't think of anybody that was like that. brutal.
0: Like, I- I'm going to take a look just out of curiosity. I, I want to see what his like game log totals are from like, a
1: fantasy perspective.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's, he's had a couple stinkers like, I mean, he was terrible. Uh, I mean, but like you can't count the game. He got hurt. But you look at the games he came back. It's what? 12, 26, 21, 20, 17, 18, 16, 22, 29, 16, 10. Like, yeah, there's a couple bad ones in there. Uh, uh, But like after the bye week, I just want to read something to you. After the bye week, he threw
1: 46 times against Green Bay. He threw 39 times in week 14 against Houston. He threw 41 times in week 17 against Tennessee. And he threw 37 times in week 18 against Washington. My, My guy threw over 30, over 35 times. One, two, three, four, five times in the second half of the season last year. And all those other games are, he's well into the thirties, 30, 30, 30. uh, There's a, I think there's like a 32 in here, some somewhere like
0: there's high volume. And and it's a, I think overall it's a better, it's a better pass catching core this year than what he had last year, because I think Gallup coming back, I've more more healthy, I should say. Brandon cooks is a really solid player. CD Lamb broke out last year. Like I know he doesn't have Schultz anymore, but I still think this is an overall better pass catching group for him. He's got to stay healthy, but volume matters. And uh, I'm excited to see what he's able to do this year as the top guy in my, my second tier. So
1: course. that means we get into your top tier. And those, those five guys are Joe Burrow, five, Lamar Jackson, four, Jalen Hurts, three, Josh Allen, two, Patrick Mahomes, number one. And longtime listeners of the of the formerly known TDN Fantasy podcast and any of the content that Jamie and I have done together will understand how funny this joke is after I say it. I mean, Jamie, I can't believe that I'm going to come on this show and be the Jalen Hurts defender and ask you why you have him behind Josh Allen and he's not QB, two.
0: I just can't believe that Jalen Hurts is going to run quite as much as he did last year. I think he's going to run a lot. But I, I, I look at his rushing numbers from last year, and I, I look at not so much the yards, but like he's had 23 rushing touchdowns over the last two years. I just don't, I think at some point that if that number drops just a little bit, like I don't have a dropping far, like he ran for 13 rushing touchdowns last year. I think I projected him. I'm looking here, 11 and a half. Like, it's not like I'm dropping him far. It's just that I I think some of those touch, I think they're going to protect him a little bit more this year. And by the way, look at what they did.
1: They they traded for DeAndre Swift and they signed Rashad Penny in free agency.
0: Like, yeah, they, they
1: told us how they feel about this.
0: We're also splitting hairs a little bit uh, when we get to the very top here. It's kind of what, it's know, kinda what all, we love to do on this show. All of these guys are great, and all of these guys at the top are going to be 23 to 24 fantasy point per game players uh, in my estimation. Uh, not not Burrow. Uh, Burrow's a little bit lower than the, those top four guys just because he doesn't have the same sort of rushing upside. But he throws the, the ball up a jillion times a game. so He does. He does. Um, and, you know, again, he's another guy that's just highly effective. But to me, it's just like, it's a pick your poison with the top guys. To me, it's just, I feel like Patrick Mahomes is the safest. It just feels safe. Like I, I and you know, Josh Allen, he's going to throw the ball plenty. The weapons aren't great compared to, you know, an uh, AJ Brown and Devonta Smith, or compared to, or compared to T Higgins and Jamar Chase, but they're not, but he's got a, a true number one. And it's the same group of weapons he's been throwing to and having plenty of success. And, and, I will believe it when I see it when they stop using Josh Allen in the red zone as a run. But they keep saying they want to do it, but they can't stop doing it because uh, he is their best player uh, in that. Scenario.
1: I have their running back room ranked 29th in
0: all of football. Yeah, They've got a what, bunch James, of guys. Yeah, it's James Cook, Damian Harris. You know, like it's just what Latavius Murray? Latavius Murray and Naheem
1: Hines. Be respectful, please.
0: Yeah. So I'll believe that when I see it. He seems to be a lock for a half dozen, seven, eight touchdowns a year on the ground. Love all three of these guys. And and Lamar Jackson, which I think we need to have a conversation with because this projection for Lamar Jackson doesn't have him running for 1,000 yards. This projection for Lamar Jackson only has him running for 741 yards.
1: The change to the offense and having better pass catchers probably doing the heavy lifting here, right?
0: Yes, better pass catchers and more passing volume. Like He's still going to run the ball plenty. Let, let, let's be realistic. It, it, it would be a crime for him to not run. But he's going to throw the ball a lot more. He's got the best weapons of his career, I would argue. And I think that's going to buoy him as well. So you're not going to need, in my estimation, Lamar Jackson to run for 1,000 yards in order to be a top-four quarterback in fantasy this year. So I'm really excited about all these guys. Obviously, you're excited about Burrow. I think Burrow's the clear five of this group for me, but –
1: I'm going to use one You stop I, for a second. I know because I'm going to use a timeout because I okay. there's a statistic that I want to quiz you on. And I didn't want you to get too far down the rabbit hole here because I was doing some research okay. while you were talking because we talked about volume with Dak Prescott and we talked about yes. volume with Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow, not a, a a prolific runner. 259 rushing yards last year on the ground as a runner. That's not what he but, does, right? But he does get in the end zone a few times. Uh, so five times helped. last year, right? Yeah. How many games do you think? And I don't know if you know this off the top of your head. So if you do, please tell me and then we'll, we'll end I, I, the bit right okay. here. Okay. Do you know how many games Joe Burrow attempted more than 40 passes last season? Okay. Uh, my guess would be one. So you think Joe Burrow in 2022 threw the ball more no, than 40 times more. one time?
0: No, because I'm trying to think. If okay. they were around, my, my guess is they were around, because I know we're had them projected to throw this year. My guess is they were in the mid-30s. So, no, I should say more than 40 times. I'm going to say six. Six. Okay. Yeah. Change my answer. Here. The number is four. Okay, so I split the
1: difference. Jamie. Yeah. Joe Burrow has two games from 2022 in which he attempted more than 50 passes in a game. He's got two of those. Week one at Pittsburgh when they lost, he threw it 53 times. And week 16, think about this. The two games in which Joe Burrow threw the ball more than 50 times was a 23-20 week one loss to Pittsburgh. And a week 16, 22-18 win against New England. Efficiency, not really the strong suit there for that Cincinnati no. offense.
0: and, and but, but also look at some of his other passing attempt totals. It's not off the charts. The the, the Bengals no. are way closer to middle of the pack in terms of passing volume than they are the top five.
1: There are two games in which he threw less than 30 times. Week nine yeah. against Carolina, he threw 28. And week 17, the game against Buffalo, obviously the DeMar Hamlin situation where that game well, got canceled. He threw the ball through yeah. ball four times. But that's it. Those are the only two games... From 2022, in which he threw the ball less than 30 times. Sure, but I still
0: don't think he gets 600 pass attempts this year.
1: He had 610 last year.
0: Yeah, like I I just, this is not, I think the Bengals are a weird team where people realize they don't actually don't throw as much as people think. He is
1: like, he is on average, like 34 pass attempts a game is what you're going to get from Joe Burrow. But like 34
0: pass attempts a game is just a smidge above league average.
1: You know what I mean? Like, yeah,
0: yeah. so it's it's weird because like you look at some of the other guys and you look at the Mahomes and Dak and Kirk and Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and they're throwing the ball a ton. And the Bengals aren't typically, yes, they can spike, but typically in that same category. But still, Joe Burrow, incredible athlete, incredible talent, incredible weapons around him, pass a, a strong offense. Who knows what's going on with Joe Mixon? What's there not to like?
1: Yeah, it's a great situation for him. Best receiving core in football. Uh, if Joe Mixon's still on the team, I think it's a, a decent running back uh, room as well that they've got. And so you, you've got prolific weapons to be able to help out a very talented quarterback who's going to throw the ball a decent amount. And the volume is going to be there for him uh, to kind of you know, counteract the the idea that he doesn't run the ball all that much and doesn't get into the end zone a ton. All
0: right, Chris. You yes, told sir. me you had four topics. Yes. Have we talked about all four? I feel like we've only talked about three. Uh,
1: we have talked about Anthony Nertsboro Richardson.
0: and Richardson. No, we talked about Deshaun
1: Watson. Oh, Deshaun was fourth. Yeah, okay, those are,
0: my four, those are my four topics. Can I can I broach one because I sure. want to have a conversation with you because so you're, we've you're, talked. Your about name's this a on lot. the show as well. Yes, go right ahead. Is it? I don't think it's in the graphic. I think it just says prospects and props. Well, I, I in props? the description, my it prospects? says your name. Oh, that's nice.
1: Your name's right below you, like where mine is on the video thing. So it says your name.
0: It, it's my name first, though. Like when you wrote the no, description. it's Chris Schubert, Jamie Schubert. And- yeah, no, no,
1: it's my. I'm first because I'm the host. I I host the show. You're kind of just my co-host. Yeah, you're the Robin to my Batman.
0: I'll have to talk to my agent about that. But in the meantime, let's talk about Justin Fields because this is one of the, going to be the one of the most interesting players to watch, both from a real-life football and from a fantasy perspective this year. And, you know, if Fields comes in at QB8 for me. Uh, he is consensus in AP QB6 right now. Here's where I'm at with this. I do expect some improvement as a passer this year because there's some better weapons around. And I think you're going to see that from a fantasy perspective as well. But the Bears are still a team that doesn't throw the ball a lot. And I don't think they're going to plan to throw the ball a lot. And, uh, and again, we don't need to get into your prediction Uh-oh. of scores. Uh, time
1: but... out, timeout. I got <sighs> I got two left in the chamber because the Bears are going to try to play every game extremely low scoring with the way that they've built their team. They're going to try to win every game 16-9 and run the ball for 275 yards. And rant.
0: So they're not going to throw the ball a lot. Uh, right now I have Justin Fields projected to play – I only have him projected to miss one game, but I have him projected to throw up 416 times.
1: Jamie, I, I, ha, I have the numbers up. Can I just read the numbers of the people you have in front of him? Just just for everybody can hear, please. When you say numbers, but sure. Pass attempts.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you want to talk about an outlier. Justin yeah. Fields
1: is Jamie's QB8. All right, Jamie, Justin Fields is at 416 for pass attempts for you. Yep. In front of him on this list, Aaron Rodgers, 589. Deshaun Watson, 533. Joe Burrow, 583. Lamar Jackson, 537. Jalen Hurts, 469. Patrick Mahomes, 650. And Josh Allen, 609. He is so far away in pass attempts from where the rest of the league is that the rushing is the only thing that keeps him in the top 10 conversation. They do not throw the ball enough. It's not a great group overall. I'll tell you where I personally have them ranked going in uh, to the 2023 season. I have them as the 18th ranked um, wide receiver room in terms of tight ends. They're 18th ranked there as well. It's not yeah. a top half of the league group in either of those positions. And so when you look at a team that's got a decent running room, they're 22nd for me in that regard. Cause they don't have Justin Fields in that conversation, but that's it. Like that's the way this team is built. They're going to run the ball a ton.
0: Yeah. They're going to run the ball a ton. Justin's going to run around. He's going to be electric when he's doing it. And he's the only quarterback this year I have projected to, you know, eclipse even 800 rushing yards this year. I have him just getting over a thousand, you know, he'll find his way into the end zone five, six, seven times, but, and look, when he has those weeks, it's going to buoy you. Um, he is like the quintessential, like best ball quarterback. I think, uh, I do think you're going to see some progress for him. I do, I do think he's going to, you know, I have him getting into the twenties in passing touchdowns. Maybe he could flourish with 3000 passing yards, but the volume is going to be very, very low. And so you're going to have to ride the wave of his rushing upside. And that upside is enough to win you a matchup any given week. Let's be honest with you. He won people matchups last year with just his rushing ability. But there are going to be games where he doesn't have that, and I'm just not sure there's going to be much else for him.
1: I have a two-part question for you, Jamie. Okay. Do you feel dramatically different about the way Matt Eberflus and the Bears are going to run their offense in 2023?
0: Dramatically, you none. feel there's going to be a A, little, a little? little yes, dramatically no. Okay.
1: How many times did Justin Fields throw the ball over 25 times last year in the National Football League? Five. No, three. Three is the exact number. Three. Yeah. Three okay. times last year, for the Chicago Bears threw the ball yeah. more than 25 times 27 Chris, in week six, 28 in week nine, and 25 in week 13.
0: Chris, do you want to guess what my projection is uh, for how many pass attempts per game I have for the is Bears tw- this year?
1: Is it twenty-five per game?
0: Twenty-five
1: point nine eight. I mean, it's right there. It's totally in line with what they currently do. And again, you and I both just sat up here and said we don't feel there's a marketed difference between the way that, it might be a little bit. They might instead of being at twenty at twenty-five per game, they're at. 26-27 per game, like that kind of difference over the course of a season. But it's not; they're not going to throw the ball a lot more. I just well, don't think they and,
0: are. And let's also remember, this is a team that had the number one pick last year. So this is a team that's. Jamie, was you can't say points. that.
1: You can't say that. Justin Fields is a top five quarterback in the like, NFC. The Bears are going to win the division. They're going to go twelve and five. No, 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 they cannot no, be touched. No, but, they cannot be stopped. They are going to oh my, win the NFC. It's. I mean, I'm, just, out.
0: I'm using my timeout to stop your rant. It's not even where the direction I'm going, Chris. They were a bad team last year, right? What do bad teams tend to do? In the they throw round? the ball a lot. They throw the ball a lot. Do you think this team's going to be worse than they were last year?
1: Uh, no, but I don't think they're going to be that much better.
0: So I, he was in a situation last year where you could right. throw a bunch. Like, And this is, my again, this is my concern with it. Like the, the volume isn't there. Yes, I know he's got DJ Moore, and we'll talk about how this impacts the DJ Moore ranking and the Cole Komet rankings as we get deeper into these, these conversations. But – I just I keep bringing it up. I need to put on a shirt. Volume matters, and I think that's the equation that gets lost so often in these fantasy discussions. Of like, Justin Fields is going to be better this year. I agree. However, there is a cap because they're going to run so few plays. I think one. I think the Bears' offense is going to run among, if not the lowest, bottom three in terms of total plays, which is a factor. But they're going to throw. A very few amount of times, and so yes, he's going to have a ton of rushing upside. I think he leads all quarterbacks in rushing again. It's not not exactly a bold statement, but you're going to get that. But you just have to understand when you take him that there are on any given week he could be QB one, and on any given week he can be QB twenty five, and you just have to understand that when you take him that you're going to have to ride the wave, and it's almost not even matchup based. Like it's just going to be how often does he run in that given game. There's so and much variance
1: with Justin yeah. Fields for me that it gets, it, that's what is the caution that I would have. There is so much variance in what he might be able, because if he doesn't get into the end zone on the ground and he has one of those games where he only throws the ball 22 times and they struggle and they're in a low scoring game and they're not getting in the end zone. What's he really going to give you 15 fantasy points per game? If that, th- th- those weeks are going to be tough where he'll rank pretty low.
0: Yeah. I- I'm trying to take a look here at what he did last year and it's yeah it's not working but you it, it you know i, sh- I was his... just trying to look at it, his per game stats last year
1: oh yeah i don't have his per game stats in front yeah because whatever the
0: link went was. to a weird thing but you know we're just in fantasy points but like it, again that that's my concern with him going forward
1: yeah, 100%. 100% agree that that would be the concern. Yet the rushing upside allows you to, to be in the conversation there sure. in the top 10. Uh, we are done. Quarterbacks 15 through 1 in the books. We've got sleepers to discuss tomorrow. So some of the names you may have mentioned, we may have mentioned already you've and that you've heard already. Maybe some that we haven't really uh, done a deep dive into. We will do that on tomorrow's show to close out quarterbacks this week. Then we got takes on takes on Friday to close out the week at large. And then we get right back into it next week with another set uh, of, I think, running backs up next for us. Uh, next week on the show. So the same structure that we kind of had here, the three shows in the middle of the week, uh, focusing on that, uh, that position group. So it'll be running backs up next for us. You want to follow me on Twitter. You can do so at Chris Schubert underscore. Follow Jamie on Twitter at Jamie Eisner. Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. It helps us out a ton could share the show with a friend, family member, coworker, loved one, whoever it may be. We would greatly appreciate that as well. You can check us out on the YouTube side of things, the draft network on YouTube and catch the video version of this show over there as well appreciate everybody stopping by appreciate everybody making this show a part of their day hope everybody has a great rest of their day we'll see you all tomorrow.
0: thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube